Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at MiamiDade.gov slash PlasticFree305. Welcome back, everybody, to Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Got some great video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. You can follow us on Instagram as well. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Mark from Rams Up here, episode 193. You know, a couple episodes ago, I did a sports pet peeve regarding these trade rumors that circulate on the internet. They're actually trade ideas. Someone throws out a trade idea and it spreads across the internet like wildfire. Goes to Sports Illustrated, it goes to Reddit, it goes to Heavy.com, Bleacher Report. Everybody is covering this story. Trade rumor. Well, it happened again. This time, our own Aaron Donald, rumored to be going to the Buffalo Bills, potentially. And I tell you, this is really getting out of hand. These are not trade rumors. These are people throwing out trade ideas, and someone else grabs onto it, creates the clickbait. Trade rumor, Aaron Donald to Bills over the summer. It could happen. And you know what? I could do a little experiment. Let's say I propose the Rams trade. I don't know, Cooper Cup for Chase Young and the Commander's next two first-round picks. Some silly trade, whatever. 
I propose that. This is what the Rams should do. Hey, it could happen. It just might happen. Throw it out there. And in the next few days, Sports Illustrated or Heavy.com or one of the Bleacher Reports will pick it up. Trade rumor, cup to commanders with four question marks. Problem is, I doubt they listen to this podcast, unfortunately. But you get the idea. Really getting annoying. These are not trade rumors, folks. They're not happening. Let's get to some good stuff regarding the Rams. Will Upton's YouTube channel did an eight-minute video on the Rams. His first ever Rams video, apparently, and it's good stuff. Check it out. Will Upton talking about the Rams' chances to get to the playoffs kind of echoes my position. He might not feel as strongly as I do about a few things, but but just proposing that maybe this Rams team is going to be sneaky good, don't count them out. Another YouTube channel, 24 Hour Sports, had a great analysis on the Rams. Kobe Durant, check it out as well. Calls him the Rams' best kept secret. Has a lot of video from last year, Kobe Durant making plays. And he points out that there's really a small sample size as far as Durant goes. But given that small sample size, he made a lot of big plays. And with an increased role as their number one corner in all likelihood, look for great things from Kobe Durant. Again, that's 24-Hour Sports, their YouTube channel. Good stuff. Fantasy Pro Sports chimed in on the Rams draft. They didn't like Stetson Bennett at number 128, saying they needed help elsewhere. But they got serious later in the draft. That's how they put it. They especially liked offensive tackle Warren McClendon, wide receiver Nakua, and the cornerback Trevius Hodges Tomlinson saying all three of these guys could see the field a lot as rookies. I could see that with Nakua and Tomlinson. Not so sure about McClendon getting a lot of playing time as a rookie. They offered that this is a perfect situation for Nakua, an underrated prospect with a diverse skill set and the ability to make plays both inside and outside, and they think Sean McVay will know how to use this guy. They also refer to him as a discount Depot Samuel for what that's worth. And Nick Hampton, they also liked that pick and compared him to Samson Ebucom. I'm hoping he's actually a little bit better than Samson. Overall grade they gave was a B minus. What's coming up on this episode, we're going to get into the NFC quarterback situation and why I would argue that Matthew Stafford may be the key may be the most important player in the NFC, and he is why you should not count the Rams out. I'm also going to get into another LA roundabout. We're going to check in on the Lakers, Clippers, Chargers, Kings, Ducks. And next episode, I'm going to look at a couple of recent drafts that were similar to the Rams as far as the number of players selected and see how that turned out for those two teams. Interesting stuff. We'll come back with that on our Thursday drop. So back in a second, we're going to talk about that NFC quarterback situation and why that situation may point to a playoff spot for the Rams. Hey, let's have a conversation about quarterbacks, specifically NFC quarterbacks, I think a conversation about NFC quarterbacks will lead you to believe that perhaps the Rams are a playoff team this year. 
I'll start by saying that Pro Football Focus recently released their quarterback rankings and Matthew Stafford was the highest ranked NFC West quarterback, number 12 overall. And I'm going to deduce that most of those 11 guys ahead of Stafford were AFC quarterbacks. And who are the NFC quarterbacks? I ranked them 1 through 16. I'm going to start with number 16. A few guys that are a little bit unknown at the bottom of these rankings. Number 16, Jordan Love of the Packers. We don't know what we have with him. Hey, he could be number one by the end of the year for all we know, but we can't rate him higher than number 16 at this point. The 15th best quarterback in the NFC, I'm going to say Trey Lance. Now, it could be Brock Purdy, but if Brock Purdy is the guy and he's coming back from injury and NFL defenses have a book on him now, I'd still rank him around there. Pro Football Focus had him near the bottom in their overall quarterback ranking, so I don't have a problem ranking him as 15th. And if it's Trey Lance, same thing, number 15. Number 14, I'm going to roll with Bryce Young. I think he's going to climb these rankings pretty quickly. But for now, a rookie, number 14, I feel comfortable with that, leading the Panthers. Number 13, the Commanders' young quarterback, Sam Howell. What do we know about him? Not a whole lot. And these bottom four guys, reorder them however you'd like. But they don't belong any higher than that, I don't think. And same with number 12. Desmond Ritter, the Falcons' starting quarterback. Again, bottom five guys, reorder them however you want. Put them in a group together. Just not enough data to rate them higher than where I have Ritter, number 12. Number 11, the Bucks' quarterback room. Baker Mayfield, is he the guy? Let's roll with Baker Mayfield as number 11. We know he's capable, just a little inconsistent probably doesn't have what it takes to be a leader of that franchise long-term. But number 10, Justin Fields, another young quarterback leading the Bears there. Such a dynamic guy. A lot of upside still, I think, but can't rate him higher than number 10. Maybe he could be ahead of my number nine guy. Kind of have him grouped together here. Kyler Murray slash Colt McCoy. McCoy could be the starter early part of the season, first couple of games, until Murray is ready to go. I've never been a big fan of Kyler Murray, sorry to say. Number nine, the Cardinals quarterback pair of Murray and McCoy. Number eight, these next few guys (laughs) kind of group them all together as well. The bottom of these rankings were all really young quarterbacks. The next few guys are good but not great quarterbacks. Quarterbacks that are too good to move on from, but not good enough to get you where you really want to go, which is a Super Bowl championship. Number eight, the Saints' new quarterback, Derek Carr. Number seven, it's almost like Derek Carr's cousin here, Kirk Cousins, the quarterback for the Vikings. Man has lots of talent. Watch him zing the ball all over the field. Looks like a great quarterback, but he really isn't. Vikings are going to be stuck in a rut as long as they're led by Kirk Cousins. Good quarterback, but nothing special. Number six, Daniel Jones of the Giants. I actually like Daniel Jones more than a lot of people. Such a good athlete, but 
how good is he? Is he going to get the Giants to the Super Bowl? I just don't see it. And number five, Jared Goff, the Lions quarterback. And I like Goff more than most as well. But I still have my reservations in a big game. Can he put a team on his shoulders and carry them? Love Jared Goff. Love his skill set. Very durable. But he's just missing that it factor, right? Number four, Dak Prescott. This guy is such an enigma. Again, lots of talent. Great skill set. What are his shortcomings? Hard to put your finger on but he seems to blow chunks when you really need him to step up. Just doesn't happen for Dak Prescott. So the Cowboys quarterback is number four. And the final three guys are, in my opinion, the only quarterbacks that have the potential to really get it done for their franchises that you can count on them. At least I think so. Two of them have proven it. One, maybe not so much. Number three, I have our Matthew Stafford. He's got a Super Bowl championship underneath his belt. Can't take that away from him. I have no problem with Matthew Stafford leading my team. Number two, Geno Smith. And I wanted to put Stafford above him, but you look at what Geno did last year. It's really impressive. And with a roster that's just starting to get where it needs to be, we'll have to see if Geno is a guy that can win in the playoffs. But very promising I'm really tempted to put Stafford above him, but I'm trying to resist my inherent bias towards the Rams, so I'm leaving Geno Smith at number two. And Jalen Hurts, again, an uber-talented guy, got his team to the Super Bowl last year with an ailing shoulder. Jalen Hurts is my number one quarterback in the NFC. And the bottom line here is, this is not an impressive group. The bottom five guys all super young with a lot to prove. In a couple years, we may look at this group and say, hey, lots of good quarterbacks here, but they haven't proven it yet. Then you got the likes of Baker Mayfield, Justin Fields, Kyler Murray, Mayfield and Murray especially, just very inconsistent, can't really rely on them. And then you have those guys that are good but not great, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, and Dak Prescott. Compared to the AFC, just no comparison, actually. So if I use these quarterback rankings and try to predict which teams are playoff teams, I think the Eagles, led by Hurts, sew it up in the NFC East. I think Jared Goff and the Lions take it in the NFC North. And I think Derek Carr, hey, he's the best quarterback in the South right now. The Saints win the NFC South. So let's look at the NFC West, and I'm going to echo what Colin Cowherd said. Three teams from the NFC West make the playoffs. Geno Smith, the second best quarterback in the conference. Matthew Stafford, the third best quarterback in the conference. And Trey Lance, the 15th best, or Brock Purdy, take your pick, the 15th best quarterback in the conference. Thing about the Trey Lance-Brock Purdy combination That roster, that defense especially, is just stacked. A lot of weapons on offense, and I think they can overcome, especially with Shanahan's offense, mediocre quarterback play or a seemingly mediocre quarterback. Who else gets in? The Cowboys led by Dak Prescott, the fourth best quarterback in the conference. 
And that's kind of what Cowherd was saying here is, who are the wildcard teams from this conference? There's just such mediocre quarterback play across these divisions. Three teams from the NFC West, two from the NFC East, and then the two division champions from the North and the South. from Rams Up. Don't forget to like and subscribe. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. Hey, let's do one of our LA roundabouts. We'll check in on all the other SoCal professional sports teams. We'll start with the Lakers. Is LeBron retiring or is he not? I would guess no. Lakers do have some big decisions to make. Mainly, how do they keep Austin Reeves? Pulled a lot of this information from the NBC Sports website. Another team is going to offer him a contract. The max the Lakers can offer is $50.8 million for four years. And he's probably earned that much or more based on his playoff performance. He became a key player for the Lakers. The Lakers have the right to match any offer, but due to some tricky NBA rules, they're going to have to make that second half of their contract much more painful. This is the example NBC Sports offered. Let's say a team offers Reeves four years, $80 million, not out of the question. So whatever team is making that offer, it'll be $20 million a year for four years. However... And I'm quoting here, on the Lakers books, they have to go higher than the $11.4 million they could offer on their own this year. What that ultimately means is that in the Lakers payroll, the first two years would be $11.4 million and $12.2 million. Then the final two years of this hypothetical offer would see Reeves making more than $27 million a season. But it's probably going to play out something like that. The Lakers cannot afford to lose Austin Reeves. This is me speaking now, not NBC Sports. What else do they need to do? According to my special assistant, they need to get rid of D'Angelo Russell, whatever it takes. Sign and trade him, shoot him to the moon, whatever it takes. Get him off this team and hope that last year's pick, Max Christie, makes the jump and can contribute next season. And then they also need to hope they hit on their pick this year, their 17th overall pick in the draft, and maybe bring in someone like Fred Van Fleet if it's possible. But they could be good without bringing in Fred Van Fleet. May need to improve their bigs, though. Keep Austin Reeves, hit on that draft pick, and get Max Christie spun up. What about the Clippers? What's going on with them? NBA draft analyst Jonathan Wasserman has... The Clippers taking UCLA's Jamie Jaquez, 30th in the draft. That seems a little bit early for me. I think he'll get drafted more likely in the second round. That seems awfully early, but I'd love to see Jamie stay in LA. I love his style of play. Guy that can make his own shot, has a complete game. The Dodgers, their pitching injuries, starting to remind me of the Rams' offensive line last year. Julio Urias won't be back till mid-June at best. Dustin May back after the All-Star break. Ryan Pepio, he'll be back in late June. Walker Bueller might not be until 2024. 
Blake Trinan still out, Daniel Hudson and Michael Grove still out. And Grove's a guy they brought up from the minor leagues to fill some of these gaps to help out this pitching staff. And now he's hurt. But the Dodgers seem to be cruising along pretty well. They'll be okay. And they will be really formidable if their pitching staff returns to health. That's for sure. It's that time of year again. We're starting to hear about the Angels trading Otani. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, though. Angels are actually relevant at the moment. They're over 500, at least as of this recording. I don't think Otani's going anywhere anytime soon. The Anaheim Ducks finished with the worst record in the NHL, but they lose out on the lottery pick, the number one pick, Connor Bedard. I am told he is a generational talent. He will now be drafted by the Blackhawks, number one overall. That would have been big for Anaheim if they had been able to secure Bedard's services as a rookie. And by the way, while we're on the topic of the NHL draft, I got a little minor sports pet peeve that I'm going to aim at some of these websites that post mock drafts. Hey, some of us don't follow hockey that closely. And if you're just going to put the team's logo, this little icon indicating who's making the pick, Guys like me, it's not very helpful. Half these logos, I don't even know who these teams are, and they're unclickable. There's no other information identifying who these teams are. I know all the NFL logos and icons, most of the NBA, get to the NHL. Sorry, can we just put a little text underneath it or start off the text about the pick identifying, hey, yeah, the Blackhawks are taking... I can't go just by these icons. It doesn't help a lot of fans like me who are not into hockey, don't follow it on a regular basis. Just the icons, just the logos, not enough information for a mock draft. Sorry. The Los Angeles Kings didn't really follow hockey very closely, but if you read Kings websites, fan forums and such, one thing seems to come up an awful lot and that's their struggles with penalty killing. One of the worst in the league last four or five seasons, and it was atrocious against the Oilers in the playoffs. So that's something the Kings have to think about, have to figure out a way of improving that before next season. Haven't checked in on the Chargers in a while, so I thought we would. The left side of their offensive line could be really solid. Rashawn Slater and now second-year player Zion Johnson slated to move in at left guard. That could be a really good duo on the left side. And remember, they brought in offensive coordinator Kellen Moore from the Cowboys. Hurts the Cowboys. This could really help the Chargers. This offense could be really exciting. And how did the Chargers draft go? Consensus seems to be a C grade for whatever that's worth. I like the big wide receiver out of TCU, Quentin Johnston, but thought it was a little bit early. Number 21 pick overall. They got the big edge rusher out of USC, Tuli Tuiapilotu. And then they got the dynamic athletic linebacker out of Washington State, Diane Henley, in the third round. The speedster wide receiver out of TCU, Darius Davis, that was their fourth round pick. And after that, Jordan McFadden, an offensive tackle, Scott Matlock, a defensive tackle, and Max Dugan, the cornerback out of TCU. So three guys out of TCU here. I like... Johnston, Tuiapilotu, Henley, and Davis. I think it was a little early for Johnston. Darius Davis, a guy to watch. The last three picks, 
didn't do a lot for me. Max Dugan could be your prototypical backup quarterback, though, come in off the bench and make things happen with his escapability and mobility. That's my LA roundabout. We'll do this once in a while when things are a little bit slow in Rams world. Checking in on these other SoCal teams. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Until next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe. Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamahama. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plastic-free 305.